This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today, Joe Biden has requested an absurd amount of your money for everyone all over the world all at once. And World War III might be starting, so naturally Joe is on vacation. Again, we've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. And yes, I am actually welcoming myself back because I took a day off uh, on Friday. Happy to be back here. So much that happened over the weekend. So let's get right on into it. Uh, the Biden administration's Office of Management and Budget sent Congress an emergency supplemental funding package request uh, to aid Ukraine, Israel, and to increase security at the southern border on Friday morning. They are asking for $105 billion in total. This includes $61.4 billion for Ukraine, $14.3 billion for Israel, $10.6 billion allocated for military aid, specifically for Israel, and $13.6 billion for border protection. Um, it's, it's, it's actually our border, I'm told, this time, instead of other people's, which I guess maybe as progress. I'm not sure. But Senator Tom Cotton has called this request dead on arrival. Uh, according to his press release, he says that we're not going to do it. Now, I don't know that I buy into um, Republicans' abilities to say no when it comes to spending more of your taxpayer money. I'd like to get a the uh, <laughs> I'd like to get, get the the word from our guests. I happen to I think I know what they're going to say as well. I'd like to welcome to the program Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and founder and owner of Ripaverse Comics, along with Matthew Peterson, editor in chief of Blaze Media. Um, you know, I said it's, it's tough talk, right? It's DOA dead on arrival. We're not doing it. You have I mean, no idea what we think, okay? <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. You could totally surprise me. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's just that they've typically had absolutely no problem continuing to spend more and more and more and more of this money uh, that happens to be yours that you've worked very hard for. Um, and they take it and they steal it from you and they ship it off to Ukraine and all of these other places. So I don't know. I'm like, really? One hundred and five billion in foreign aid. That, that's that's a bridge too far for you now. It didn't seem to be previously. Well, um, correct me if I'm wrong, of that, in terms of the money being allocated, the least amount of it is going to the country, like as in the U.S., uh, as far as its border, right? Mm. Correct, because you had like 60 going to yeah. uh, Ukraine, and then you got Israel, which they, I think there's, what, two different forms of aid that they're giving them, and then they're going to be uh, providing the rest to the, uh, to the southern border, which is, what, 13 million. So mm -hmm. it does seem like that's the least amount, which goes to show you what they're actually prioritizing there right. um, uh, as a country. Look. Uh, I'll say this much. I hate 
I will. Let me say. I guess I rein it back my language. Let me say this. Uh, I, we got the swear I, jar here for a reason. I despise. That's true. Need. That's true. I obviously am not uh, much of a, of a fan of like the, even the presidency in terms of its its office in general. The one job it is that we're supposed to you know be led that they actually have is to handle stuff like this in regards to foreign uh, uh, foreign affairs. Now, of course, the issue that I take exception to is, of course, they're stealing from everybody. Um, endless amounts of money that they don't actually have. We already know this. Uh, so it's funny that they worded like emergency because that seems mm -hmm. to authorize it. Like, hey, we weren't going to spend it. Yeah, you were. Uh, you always were. And all the money is emergency because you don't have it. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, it, it's not there. You've blown through whatever money you thought you had. You are now selling off assets of unborn uh, children is essentially what's happening right now. This is how, how it's historically uh, worked and it's gotten progressively, for lack of better terms, worse, right? Uh, I love what you bring up because you bring up the fact that you can't really trust Republicans historically to say no, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to spending. That's the one thing right. that uh, they seem oh, to be man. able to agree yeah. on. Is that it's never about how much they're spending. Right. It's more of we're arguing about where the money's going where it's to. Going. Where exactly. it's going to go to is more of the argument. But they're going to spend the money and right. they're gonna, they'll are gonna they vote to give themselves raises. Uh, in the event that, let's say, it starts actually impacting the money when you combine the Federal Reserve and the Treasury and the fact that they continue to devalue everybody is hurting right now. We know that regular people. They can vote, vote to give themselves raises. So that's the only I love this term that people bring up of what they say, like catch up to inflation or let's say something of that nature. It shows that the most American people have no idea of what the concept of inflation actually is. There's no keeping up with inflation. That's precisely the point and why why it is the way uh, that it is. However, there are groups of people that can vote for them, vote basically themselves to a raise to catch up. It ain't you. Right. It's them. Right. So they will continue to spend this money uh, on other people, foreign foreign aid and, and what have you. Uh, and it's unfortunate. It's, a, it's it's very unfortunate because I don't believe nothing cotton sand. I don't believe anything that they say, because eventually, I mean, even happened with the last president. When it comes down to it, they'll sign off on it. And uh, hundreds of I almost said millions. <laughs> what am I talking about? Millions, billions, mm. uh, perhaps trillions, trillions. Uh, sometimes is going to be uh, going to a place that um, you don't want it to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I keep on envisioning while you're talking the person who's uh, right at the money printer, just printing out the money. <laughs> like, I'm trying to keep up with inflation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know how to break it to you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so Cotton, uh, to his credit, said he was against this. Yeah, um, which I appreciate now, and I believe him. I'd like to make that clear. The only line that, that I've seen in reports about this is that he's against it because it funds, you know, Hamas and, and uh, right. will be used, the money will be used for terrorism, which is legit. Um, everyone has their reason. Even John Cornyn, I see, was against this because he wants you to know that there's in fact a crisis on the border and Senator Cornyn's very concerned about that, and this doesn't address it enough. Which border? Ukraine's? Uh, yeah, this would, no, actually Texas. He actually... Really? Yes, he said something oh. about Biden's uh, uh, border crisis, mm. which is very interesting. I didn't know he knew about what was going on <laughs> right. on the Texas border, but he does. He must so, have just learned about that. Yes, uh, shockingly, someone <laughs> informed him this year. But, but so they're all kind of taking a little snipes, little pieces of this, mm -hmm. and I think... Um, you know, that's good politics for them. Um, but as, as we know, right, there's no faith and confidence in uh, standing up. They'll, 
uh, they'll dicker and deal with this. I, I just, I, I, what pains me about it is, and my hope is that people who are younger realize this shouldn't be normal. Um, I can remember when, yes, they were spending money, but it wasn't normal to just say, oh yeah, billions here and billions there, complete raiding the treasury all the time. And my hope is that uh, it's such a clown show that people who are younger are looking at it going, like, this is all fake. I mean, this mm -hmm. is all just they're, just, they're just printing money and shipping it out the door. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is, this is a clown show. It's not serious. This is not serious. Right. Um, so it's really frustrating to me, too, that they, all, they always do this crap where they, they're lumping so many different causes all in oh. together. Oh, yeah. What, like... It's just. Did they give it a fancy name for the bill? What was it, uh, something like this? Usually, what probably, it is they do? Yeah, it'd be probably. Like, Here's the uh, yeah. anti-lynching bill. <laughs> right. right. And throw all sorts of weird yeah, stuff. In yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just like the Inflation Reduction Act, yeah, which exactly. is Did the opposite. just a, for like green energy and yes. solar-powered panels on your house, and you're like, wait, how does this help me pay my bills because yeah. of inflation? Yeah. But uh, it's just so frustrating because they're like, oh, what? Ring. Emergency, 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 emergency in Ukraine and in Israel and at our border. And at, like, these are not all happening at the, like, these have, some of these have been happening much longer than others. And now all of a sudden it's an emergency and you have to lump every single one of your special interests together and expect us to just accept it. And it's time that people stood up in Congress, our leaders stood up and said like, hey, let's vote on all of these, but separately. I'd like the opportunity to vote on whether or not we can send money to Israel. And, and by the way, whether or not that includes uh, money that's sent into Gaza, which don't worry, they super duper pinky promise that Hamas won't get a hold of those funds. Uh, I would like to vote on whether or not, you know, we are sending more money into Ukraine and what the end goal is there. I would also like to vote on whether or not I would like to send money to the southern border for a crisis that has been happening for a very long time. And I don't just mean the terrorists and the bad people who are crossing into this country. I also mean the fentanyl that is pouring in and killing record numbers of Americans. I would like the opportunity to vote on all of these things separately, and I would like for all of my colleagues to be on record of what their position is on all of these separate issues. I would love for that to be a thing that actually happened in Congress. Um, unfortunately, it's not. But when we're talking about what's going on in Ukraine and how much ridiculous amounts of money we've spent there for, again, seemingly like we don't, what's the end game? What, what, is, what is the objective here? It was the same thing with COVID, right? It was like, well, you got to wear a mask. Well, you got, we, we got to stop the spread. Well, we, and it's like, okay, so the, it's never going to be zero cases. So what is the number? What is the objective? What is the goal for you guys to allow us to continue living in society freely? What is the number? They can never give it. They can never give their actual objective because it's not about an objective. Um, so in Ukraine, now there is news coming out. Um, here, yeah, put up David Sachs' tweet. So David Sachs said, confirmed, former German leader Gerard Schroeder confirms that a peace deal could have been made at Istanbul. Ukrainian officials were willing to accept neutrality, but this was rejected by the Biden administration in Washington. This was quoting a tweet that said just that. Uh, said, ex-leader of Germany confirms revelations by ex-Israeli PM and Ukrainian media. At the peace negotiations in Istanbul in March 2022, the Ukrainians did not agree on peace because they were not allowed to. For everything they discussed, they first had to 
ask the Americans. I had two talks with Umarov, then a one-on-one -on -one meeting with Putin, and then with Putin's envoy. Umarov opened the conversation with greetings from Zelensky. And it goes on and on and on, and it says, my impression was that nothing could happen because everything else was decided in Washington. That was fatal, because the result will now be that Russia will be tied more closely to China, which the West should not want. They tell you that the objective is to, well, they don't tell you, right? But they, the objective is to spend as much money of yours as possible. And for what? They could have had peace here, according to this ex-German official. They didn't want it. What does that tell you about your leaders? <laughs> well, what does that tell you about government? I mean, that's just kind of how it works. They see an opportunity. It's a problem. Uh, per se, and they will spin into the oblivion. I mean, it, it, to bring this back more closer to home, like to your point with COVID, I think that we, we saw all mm -hmm. that, where there was no true uh, end game, mm -hmm. and the solution was what I'd been screaming at this roundtable the entire time, mm -hmm. uh, but to, it didn't stop them from spending several billions uh, of dollars and, yeah, shutdowns and all that. But even still to this day, I know they're trying to renegotiate these deals with these jabs and stuff with taxpayer money that is going to these big pharmaceutical companies. So they do that type of stuff all the time where it's like it's a problem. Right. Well, we can take advantage of this. And it sounds evil and sinister, maybe because it is. Uh, maybe it's not it's not sexy. But it's the truth. It's just it, it's advantageous to those that are in charge. Maybe it's lining up the pockets of their cronies. Maybe that's all uh, to be considered. And maybe they're just evil pieces of crap. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that one's probably. I mean, all the above. Yeah. There's plenty to go around. I mean, there's something I think that is particularly evil about this when you think about the fact that for some reason, we want everyone to think that we've always been at war with East Asia. I mean, mm. this is Orwellian. I mean, we've mm -hmm. always been at war. We have to continue fighting this war. Why exactly is never clear. Uh, Russia's bad, but the Ukraine has been like a giant, you know, whale carcass that all the sharks are just eating mm -hmm. off of. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been making money there for a long time. A lot of people, both sides. And so you look at this and, you know, there is... They don't even feel the need to state the objective anymore. Right. They don't, they don't feel the need. It is like with COVID. We don't need to tell you what the end game is or what the actual plan is. Um, so they're not dignifying you, uh, anyone out there listening, as if you're a human being and a citizen. And, you know, they're eroding any kind of semblance of Republican form of government. We have you left. It's a joke. They package it all together, uh, like you said, to keep the money going. And they're not telling you why it's going. And what we know for sure, though, is that that tweet wasn't false, that right. there could have been uh, brokered peace in different ways. And, you know, mileage may vary and what you think should happen over the course of the, the last year. They're, they're not interested. Right. And they're, they're, look at how excited they seem yeah. about war in the Middle East. That's what really disgusts me. I mean, they seem really excited about what's going on. And that's fine if you're like addicted to social media and you watch too much news and you're like, you know, you get some adrenaline rush. But these people are in charge of the free world. Mm -hmm. um, so speaking of that, let's let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, I, I want to kind of get into because we've been 
kind of touching on the Ukrainian aspect of all of the spending, let's let's actually switch to um, the Middle East and Iran and what's going on in Israel and how that's playing out. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Birch Gold. So last month, the G20 announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital IDs on their respective populations. And that would, you know, central bank digital currency is essentially going to allow government to track every purchase you make. They could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. And so the government could take control over your finances, which if you think they wouldn't do it, I don't know, look over at uh, Canada when Justin Trudeau did that to the truckers. So if you are concerned that that might trickle into America, you need to talk to Birch Gold about diversifying your assets into physical gold. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you really need to call Birch Gold as well. But learn for yourself. Okay, text the word Y to 989898. They're going to send you a free information kit on gold. And it's very, very easy if you have an IRA, 401k from a previous employer that's just gathering dust. Birch Gold can help you convert it into an IRA in gold. You're not going to pay a penny out of pocket. Text the word Y to 989898. Again, there's no obligation for this info kit. They're just going to send it to you. You can read it and then you can decide whether or not you want to call them uh, because, you know, if digital currency becomes a reality, it'd be nice, a little nice to have some gold to fall back on. You can text the word Y to 989898. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken told uh, NBC News this weekend, switching gears and, and talking. There's just so many like worldwide conflicts. <laughs> it's just it's hard to talk yeah. about them all at once. You get confused with which war you're talking about here. Um, so speaking of the Middle East and things that you know are happening in Israel with their battle against Hamas, uh, I want to play. Secretary Anthony Blinken saying that he is actually, he's like, yeah, I'm actually pretty concerned about a likelihood of escalation by Iranian proxies directed at us. Watch. How concerned are you about Iran trying to escalate this war? We are concerned. Uh, in fact, we expect uh, that oh. there's a likelihood of escalation, escalation by Iranian proxies directed against our yeah. forces, Great. directed against our personnel. Uh, we are taking steps to make sure that we can effectively defend our people and respond decisively if we need to. Awesome. He is concerned uh, about a likelihood of escalation by Iranian proxies. You know who else is concerned about that? Um, me, because I've seen how they operate over at the top. I've seen how our military operates now. I am also actually very concerned that nobody knows what the hell they're doing uh, in the administration. But also, I mean, we are talking about American forces. We are talking about our military what degree of confidence do you guys have in their ability to, I don't know, get involved in World War III if this does happen? I mean, I don't know what it'll be. If it'll be World War III or whatever it will be, but um, for sure, if that does end up happening, oh yeah, I mean, they're going to do whatever they need to do or want to need, want to do uh, well, but with, listen, with Iran. But listen, our military is now advertising for like lesbians and yeah yeah that doesn't that doesn't actually win <laughs> conflicts uh, at all. I don't think all. we're attracting the best here, Eric. <laughs> no, they're not sending their best at all. But even so, I mean, just the idea of perpetual war. I mean, we've kind of become accustomed to that, especially yeah. in our lifetimes uh, mm -hmm. in the Middle East. So, do they need a reason? I mean, even if they lose or whatever. I mean, we see what happened. We saw what happened with Afghanistan. It was basically a colossal waste of everybody's. Uh, time over the years because you didn't get the result that I guess publicly we, we was that was desired. 
Um, maybe you got it, but you know, yes, the ulterior motives at play. So this could be another one, one of those deals. Uh, that's what, when when they say stuff like that, I start to you know want to pay attention to if they're gonna set. I hate to be the conspiracy theorist here, right? Because look, guys, false flags are not just hey they're gonna go like attack themselves. It's one of those situations where they may know something is about to unfold. And because it, they, again, yeah. desired outcome, yeah. they might not act accordingly to right. either mitigate it because they want the optics of that, oh, this is bad. Now our actions are justified. Mm. And here we are in yet another perpetual, uh, or, well, we've always been in sort of this perpetual war, but this is yet another one kind of adding to it that'll be happening out there between the Middle East and, and, and America. Yeah, that's a mm. good point. Well, I mean, we don't, we don't have... Uh, <laughs> A shortage of examples in history, uh, you know, to say, um, to, to talk about the dangers of escalation. Mm. Uh, and I think that no one should be condemned for not trusting the authorities at this point uh, because they haven't shown themselves to be trustworthy. So the, the, the thing that makes everyone nervous and should make everyone nervous is that you are in a powder keg situation, right? The Middle East always has been this way. It's never changed. For some reason, I think we thought we transcended it by getting used to always having troops there yeah, for yeah. 20 years. Right. Um, and so now it's, it's fine if we're in the mix, we're used to that, um, and we think that that's normal. We just send extra checks to everyone right away. But I think what, what makes the situation different is that you know the ancient hatreds uh, are rising and you have many different players in a very complicated situation, which at best would require serious statesmanship, like a real understanding of the situation and the outcome, a real, a clear mission objective. Understanding the outcome is peace. The outcome is, you know, not uh, destroying the world and getting us out of it. You don't, you don't have that trust with our leaders anymore. So the problem is that this is the same, if not worse, complication as any of the worst things we've seen in the past as far as complicated scenarios where there's multiple, multiple out actors in a world with multiple poles, and you have basically morons in charge or technocrats who think that they who seem very glib about the whole thing. They think they know what ought to be done. They've been proven wrong time and time again. They don't be able to seem to learn from their mistakes. Mm -hmm. and, and so I don't know how. I, I, I feel the same way. I mean, I look at this and I get very nervous logically. Yeah. I, I don't really feel a lot of emotion about this stuff because I have to look at it every day. Mm -hmm. um, and I just try not to let it get me too down. <laughs> wah, wah. We're still doing all kinds of good stuff, you know, here and whatever. So I, I keep on the positive side. But what makes what makes me, you know, logically nervous here is just you got a powder keg, complicated situation, and you got the people that we do on top, mm -hmm. and the fiddler's going to be paid at this point. You mm -hmm. know, uh, that's the vibe you get, and and it's uh, it's alarming. And I think it's alarming not just me, but millions of other people. Well, uh, I would tend to agree with you, especially when, you know, as far as what's going on with Israel and that conflict, um, we, there's still American hostages that mm -hmm. the president, the president of the United States doesn't seem to care about because he's vacationing on the beach again over the weekend. Um, so, you know, and I know the reporters were asking him like, hey, what about the American hostages? Uh, are you concerned about that? And I, clearly, 
The answer is no, right? I appreciate you trying to get the question in, but I think that that goes without being said. Mm -hmm. He's walking on the beach with his wife after he's already taken record amounts of vacation time during, I don't know, not a very stable time period in this country. Is there a question on whether or not he cares or if he's concerned about American hostages, if he's concerned about record number, uh, record levels of fentanyl pouring into the country, if he's concerned about all of the illegal immigrants coming into the country, if he's concerned about inflation. I don't, I, clearly, the answer is yes. Otherwise, he would be at work. But then you go, do I want Joe Biden making more decisions? Do I, like, what, what, what is the best outcome here? What is preferred? Do you want Joe Biden actually there, giving his dementia-riddled input on things, or do you want him on vacation? I don't even know that I, like, I, I have an answer at this point. And you know it's gotten bad. When 50 Cent, the rapper 50 Cent, uh, uh, this is an Instagram post, posted this caption, Biden hits the beach with Middle East Congress in chaos. And uh, he even says, hey, Joe, get the F up. We in trouble, man. That's when you know it. Listen, you've lost 50 Cent. (laughs) Which with inflation, I don't even know what 50 Cent would be. But when you've lost 50 Cent, you're not doing really well. I can tell you that much. Um, All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back with more, but we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And if you're still giving your money to big mobile, the top three, you know, mobile companies, stop doing that. Patriot Mobile is going to give you the same dependable nationwide coverage. You get access to all three major networks so you get the same coverage that you've been accustomed to without funding the left because what Big Mobile is doing is they're taking a portion of your money and they are funding causes that you, if you're watching this program, I would assume that you're fighting against. Well, Patriot Mobile is actually going to do the opposite. They are taking a portion of that money and they are using it to support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. They also have 100% U.S.-based customer service. It's going to make switching very, very easy. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. When you call their customer service, you can understand what they're saying, which is really nice when you want to have a conversation. Uh, You can keep your number, you can keep your phone, or you can upgrade. Do the deal however you would like at Patriot Mobile. And by the way, they're probably going to save you some money as well. So there's no reason not to go check them out. It is patriotmobile.com slash news. You can get free activation with the offer code news. That is patriotmobile.com slash news. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So Jim Jordan has uh, withdrawn his uh, what? candidacy application. Did you fill out an app? Uh, I don't know. But he has withdrawn his candidacy for Speaker of the House. And there are now nine Republicans running for House Speaker. And I just already want to, like, jam a fork in my ear or something so we don't have to deal with this. This is, again, I feel like I have to reiterate. At the time when Matt Gates did this, I said... I'm on board with you, buddy. Like, I, I, I get it. I agree with you to a certain extent. But 
what's the plan? It would be nice to know the plan. And we gave them the benefit out of, of the doubt at the time that it was like, okay, maybe there's a plan and we just don't know it yet. Maybe there's a plan and there are some back backroom deals being made, right? And that we just can't be privy to because it just, the process has to play out just the right way. And there's definitely gonna be a plan, right? So it turns out there was no plan <laughs> because no one's gonna vote for Jim. Well, a lot of people voted for Jim Jordan, but not enough to get him over the hump. Obviously the Democrats are gonna vote for Hakeem Jeffries every single time we hold one of these votes. And so now we have nine Republicans running for Speaker of the House in Congress. So I wanna go through uh, some of the candidates here. This is uh, Jack Bergman from Michigan who gets a 57% Liberty score um, from uh, Conservative Review. And Byron Donalds, okay, from Florida, he has a 100% Liberty score. Tom Emmer from Minnesota, he is the House Majority Whip. He has a 69% uh, Liberty score. Kevin Hearn from Oklahoma, 82% Liberty score. Mike Johnson from Louisiana, 74%. Dan Muser, Pennsylvania, 68%. Gary Palmer, Alabama, 80%. Austin Scott, Georgia, 65%, and Pete Sessions here in Texas at 63%. Eric is laughing at Pete Sessions. He's a jokester, man. Do you know, do you know what my, um, my husband was like, wait, I thought Pete Sessions got voted out. I was like, he did, and he just like moved districts. and Now, now he's back, baby. You know these people well, don't, don't like to. You don't like the experience? Pete Sessions, <laughs> rested, ready? No? Oh yeah, 63% Liberty score? No, no, mm -mm. I don't love that, Matt. Um, so I want to play here, I want to get your thoughts, but I want to play here uh, Byron Donalds, who, um, you know, was kind of making his case for why he wanted to be speaker. Here's some of that. Watch. So what is your pitch to the GOP conference? What are your priorities? Uh, my pitch is very simple. First, we got to get back to work immediately. We have to uh, get these appropriation bills done. We must secure our border. Uh, if we're going to continue government funding, the border must be secured. And the White House has to realize that and take us seriously. Number two, we have a true ability to expand our majorities past this Congress. We can do that with strong, direct leadership where the White House knows where we stand. The American people see uh, the strategies and the work that the Republican majority is trying to get done. I totally believe that. And number three, we can have unity in our conference. It's going to start with a fresh voice in leadership, working with all of our colleagues to accomplish the mission that our voters sent here to do. If you become speaker, will you release all of the January 6th footage? I will, absolutely. So, again, 100% Liberty score. Mm -hmm. Strong conservative. Um, apparently, like, identity politics matter to these people. So, like, he, he is also black, okay? That should, that's bonus points, right? Um, don't worry, no one's going to question whether or not you're a racist because you voted for a black guy for speaker. Um, so he checks all of the boxes, it seems like. And I can almost guarantee you they will not. They, I don't think they're going to vote for him. I don't well, think they're, they're going to vote for some milk, milk toast. One of those guys who probably maybe had the little, maybe peace sessions would be, I don't know how. So. <laughs> but look, man, I don't got any sort of faith in any of these guys. Um, you know, anybody that is in Congress, uh, there's only really two to my knowledge that lead with, hey, guys, we spend way too much money and that's not good. Who is that? Uh, you got Massey and you got Rand Paul. If you want to throw Lee in there, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but those are the really the only gates. He, he'll, he'll go there every now and then. And people like think of him as a liberty minded uh, guy. 
But they're not radical enough for me. I'm just going to be completely honest. Uh, when I think radical, I'm thinking like Ron Paul uh, or a radical. It's what, I'm going to be honest, that's what this party needs yeah. more than anything right now. It's a shame. Even though he's still going, he's still doing his thing with his Liberty Report, Ron Paul, that is. There's no message that's in Congress where, like, there is a guy that will look these guys in the eyes mm -hmm. and tell them they suck. Mm -hmm. Even if they have an R next to their name, he'll tell them, you suck. Your voting record shows that you suck. And people need to be uh, aware of that. Instead, I think we kind of look at, especially the House, maybe not as much the Senate because it's less of them, I guess. Yeah. But we look at the, these these members as like this sort of. Uh, a, a collective and okay one has R next to the name one has a D next to the name and the ones that have the R's next to the name they're all in on it together and vice versa with the Democrats I'd argue that maybe the Democrats are a little more in unity than they are with the Republicans but the lack of unity doesn't bother me I wouldn't want to be unified with a bunch of crackheads right. you know what I mean like exactly. either way exactly. so that, that doesn't mean anything you're a bad person or you are a uh, 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 someone that advocates something that's antithetical to liberty, I don't want to be unified with you. Mm -hmm. But I think that's what, what is needed is someone that's going to just be blunt with it. And look, if there's a conflict that has to come of it, whatever. I mean, I guess we're just going to have to bring it to light. And maybe then the American people can see that the people that they're putting in uh, these positions are quacks, man. Like most of them, like I'm not even going to say like, I think the majority is letting them off too easy. Almost all of them are quacks for the most part. I'm just being completely honest. I agree, Matt. Yeah, uh, what you really think on the table. <laughs> um, I mean, I, where do we even start here? I want to get to the particulars. Um, in general, yeah, this is a sign of a dysfunctional party. Mm -hmm. um, I've been saying since 2016 that it was the, the GOP, the Gopper Damarung. Uh, you know, it's the end of a Republican Party as we've known it that's mm -hmm. done. The question is whether you're going to get with the program and transform into something that uh, is new or whether you're going to go down with the ship. And this is a down with the ship sort of week because uh, regardless of why and wherefore, uh, you now have nine candidates running for speaker. You didn't have uh, unanimous, like, you know, jumping for joy with the previous speaker because of this division within the party. And the fundamental reason, forget about all the D.C. shenanigans, the fundamental reason for this problem is that the people are being represented by legislators who don't represent them. That's it. Yeah. This is about how people who vote Republican do not feel that they are represented by their supposed representatives. And there is a division within this party. So part of me, uh, you know, I sort of thinks, look, why don't whatever percentage of you just join the Democrats right now? You're part of the unit party anyway. <laughs> True. Right. Now, the only problem with that is, of course, <laughs> yeah. I don't really want a nationalized one-party system, uh, but we're getting close to it, yeah. and that's been the Democratic dream from the very beginning. California is the model. You have one party. You get rid of even the pathetic, you know, the pathetic uh, division we have now. Um, so there's even less division, uh, and that's not good for anybody. So... When this, you know, when this came out, when Donald started speaking, you know, I'm looking at the congressman thinking, I, what would my answer be if someone asks, you know, what, what defines your candidacy or whatever? What are you going to do? I mean, it kind of goes to what you said. The first thing that came to my mind was, how about I just don't suck? Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. I'm not going to suck, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do stupid. I'm going to be on your side. Um, is there any way in heck that they'll vote for him? No, probably not. Um, but, you know, I mean, let... So, so, you, so the only way to survive this is you do have to get a little bit Elmo meme, you know, just 
go with the fire behind you. Like, just enjoy the chaos because the only way out is through and the only way the Republicans are going to learn is if this kind of stuff keeps happening because it really is a sign of real dysfunction in D.C. right now. And it drives me nuts because I'm, I got all kinds of things riding on this, including uh, footage that I want to show from January 6th that I'm supposedly not allowed to show unless we get approval from, you know, uh, the, the right staffers to fill out the right reports and they can't, they feel like they don't have the authority now because there's no speaker, right? And so, and, and Which this is, is weird because, yeah. the, I mean, there is a, there is a temporary speaker. Why can't he do it? Uh, I think it's because there's a lot of people who are concerned about uh, <laughs> the repercussions to themselves right. and also where the authority, you know, actually lies yeah. in, in this situation. Um, but uh, we're on it. We're on it. Okay, uh, we good. won't. Our our uh, our uh, moderation won't last forever. And I think ultimately uh, we will use the footage we have and hopefully get more. But you know that is riding in the balance. I think right now when I look at what's going on, it is very unlikely, highly unlikely, um, that a lot of these guys who will probably get in there will show any, let anyone see any of the footage. They'll just lock it all up, yeah. and the lies will continue. Yeah. Um, one more quick note on this, uh, when it was announced that Byron Donalds was running for speaker, um, <clears throat> the lack of self-awareness in this chick is tremendous. Uh, AOC tweeted out, Donalds has only served one full term in the house. <clears throat> Honey, you were a bartender. No experience. You were a bartender. So maybe let the adults talk. And by the way, go get me a Jack and Diet while you're at it. Uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So, um, look, we've worked with Relief Factor for a very long time. There are a lot of us who, well, you know, when I started at Blaze, I considered myself young. And I've been here for so long that now I know personally about Relief Factor because I've reached the age where things just hurt. They just hurt. You roll out of bed and, you know, you'd like, I don't know, like break a hip. Not really. But I truly, I've had uh, back problems. I know it's worked for Glenn. It's worked for me. It's worked for Jason Buttrell, who was in the military and did a number on his knees and couldn't run outside anymore and was just in pain. Um, it really, really has worked for a lot of us and hundreds of thousands of other people who order Relief Factor every single month. Um, in fact, they have this three-week quick start that you can order if you are living in pain. And 70% of the people reorder it because it's working for them. So it's all natural. It's an anti-inflammatory, but it actually gets the root cause of your pain, which is inflammation. You got to go, if you're living in pain, go get the three-week quick start. It's $19.95, and you can get it at relieffactor.com. That is relieffactor.com. So on the topic of uh, these people that we've elected... I, I hate, I get into the, the, the trap of calling them leaders. And I hate, I hate every time I do it, I'm like, why am I calling? They're not leaders. This isn't what leadership is supposed to look like. But so these elected officials get a hold of this power, right? And um, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and play it. I want to play Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, who is, of course, a long time uh, in Congress uh, from Texas in the Houston area, I believe. And she, there was a leaked audio that was released where she is just like absolutely awful to her staff, which is something that I would expect 
coming from these people, but it's just amazing to actually hear. Here's some of that. You took a piece of paper from that woman uh, regarding uh, something that was owed by Duncan Tell. Where is it? What, what date was it? Oh, from yesterday. Sure, Rome took it upstairs. I have to call him. He took it up when I switched out the picture. I'll call him. I, I don't want you to do a thing. I want you to have a brain. I want you to have read it. I want you to say, Congresswoman, it was such and such date. That's what I want. That's the kind of staff that I want to have. So some stupid other mother did it, you, and, and I don't have the information. Nobody sent me the information. I need to uh, ensure my um, schedule, and, uh, you know, if a boo-boo did it, ass did it, face did it, and nobody knows a thing in my office, okay? Nothing. I gave it to you. Your job was to get it on the calendar, imprint it in your brain, or send me the information back saying, Congresswoman, I made sure that the Ovid Duncan Tell event that you gave me uh, for so-and-so date at 7 is on the calendar. Not to old Jerome Hansen. Okay? So when I called Jerome, he going to be sitting up there like a fat-ass, stupid idiot, talking about uh, what the he doesn't know. Okay? Both of y'all are up the app. It's the worst that I could ever have put together. Two Big-ass joke. Idiots. Serve no purpose. Ain't managing nobody. Nobody's respecting them. Nobody gives a about what you're doing. And you ain't doing And this is an example of it. I gave it to Jerome. This is not child's work. Okay? Kind of respected, to be honest. 28 <laughs> years in Congress and is currently a leading candidate in the Houston mayoral race. Kind of respected. Do you? <laughs> Do you? I, that's about as honest as I've ever seen Sheila Jackson Lee uh, fair. Uh, be, right? That's and fair. She's, she's giving it to him straight. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I mean, again, it's leaked audio, so take that for whatever way that you may. But at least they have the capability, to be honest. It's just with their own staffers when they're pissed off. Okay, that's fair. But, like, we were, so, we were told by this same party, these same people, that we should not vote for Donald Trump because of mean tweets. Oh, no. And she's berating and verbally abusing her staffers, calling Bad-ass them Jerome, man. badass <laughs> and stupid. I mean, uh, I mean, they don't do crap. Right. No one's respecting that. You know, she, what she said, what she said was was hard not to feel a little similar sentiment uh, because I kind of feel like we should hire someone to say that to everyone in Congress. <laughs> True. Yeah, but, but yeah, it should be being said to her. You don't do bleep. Yeah. All that stuff, yeah. 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 Exactly. It yeah. should be said to her, though. It's the problem. And these people are not. That's also true. They don't hold themselves to the standards that they set for you. No. And no. they also oh, no. don't have. It seems they don't have any consequences for the hypocrisy and for the, I mean, like a Democrat would say that was horrible. You should, uh, you should never, you should sue if an employer talks to you that way, right? You can sue your employer. Well, what do you do when it's a Congresswoman? It was kind of like, it's kind of like one of those, like the bad Santa movies or whatever. It's like bad grandma goes to Congress. You know, (laughs) (laughs) she's out of control. (laughs) She was just saying whatever came to her mind. The sad part Uh, is. She had had it by then. (laughs) She was pissed. In the sad part, it, well, I mean, God, Jerome, if you would just do your damn job, she wouldn't have to talk to you like that. Get it on the calendar. Yeah, put it yeah. on a damn calendar, man. <laughs> I love 
you don't do you don't do ish. I love it. I really wanted to play that and have you guys criticize her, uh, and instead you guys are like, I mean, she kind of had a point. I don't. I, don't, I mean, my her. argument has long been that they don't do they don't do bleep. <laughs> She's just confirm, affirming what I believe. They don't do nothing there. The staffers don't do nothing. They don't do jack. They just be up there pretending it's fake jobs, and she's she's essentially saying that she can't even get stuff on her own damn calendar. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right, let's. So maybe she'd do more if friggin' Jerome. Yeah, that's a good point. Put, Jerome is back. Yeah, he just put on a calendar. What is he doing? Jerome is all. Think of all the work that she could get done if yes. Jerome would just put it on the calendar. It's not child's work. So Jerome. actually, I'm. I am rooting for Jerome to not put it on the calendar because I don't want her doing any work. <laughs> I don't like anything she touches. So oh my God. good on you, Jerome. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. I would like to present to you guys a TikTok of the ugliest and also dumbest white man ever. Go. Seeing as melanin deficient Europeans created whiteness in order to enslave Africans and commit wholesale genocide, yeah, whiteness needs to end. Do you own a mirror? Are, do you, you? He's advocating for his own, like, he, okay. You first, buddy, I guess. I don't know. Uh, my main thing is just his beard needs to end like that. <laughs> that is that needs to end. Should be shaving off. These these people, I just they they have no self respect anymore. How can you walk around? Self-hating white people are the worst. They really are. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> they are the absolute worst. They bore me to death, man. It's you know, on social media talking about how much they hate themselves. It's just. So boring, man. It is very bizarre. He's, th he's recording that thing and he done said something. You ain't said nothing. In the words of Sheila, you don't do nothing in the words of Sheila Jackson Lee. <laughs> <laughs> don't do ish. <laughs> this is not child's work. Yeah, it's not okay, buddy? <laughs> you right. yourself in private, please. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for being here. Oh my gosh. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.